correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so couple of things to work out now that you have rejoined together and you have a moment to catch your breath. Mm-hmm. You have the severed head of the nibble right. You have this strange stone. And I guess you've also potentially got a str- the fact that although you have lost the locket, Erstal has absconded with it. He absconded with it back into the manor. Mm. So you've got the option of potentially, now that the police are going to be clearing out soon, once they've taken the Growlhounds away. Ooh. Why are they taking the Growlhounds away? Well, it seems to be that that's the case. It seems to be that they are they are escorting the Growlhounds out of the manor, at least potentially for questioning to be returned later. But at the, there was a mass murder that occurred in their house, and uh, noble, noble or not, they're going to have to answer for it. Interesting. So you can find out more information about that, by the way. I would like to. Uh, and since the manor is going to be largely empty once the re- the residents are taken away and the Zents have either been arrested or fled themselves, you can potentially have the option of pursuing Erstal where he went in the in the manor and why he chose to go back in if not to retrieve the locket which seemed rather important uh, at least perhaps you know find out some more clues or you can not and go somewhere else obviously mm-hmm. completely up to you but let's let's talk about it in character as we begin our scene again with you still standing in the alleyway we've got to get that locket we don't know what the locket does we don't entirely know why Erstal or the Grauhans even want it. I think at least being able to take a good look at it might answer some questions, or might create more, I don't know. But my curiosity is piqued. Mm. I think it's important, he thinks it's important, which means it's probably important to us. I think we go follow it up while he's still wounded. It's our best chance. I very nearly died at that one's hands. I'm not entirely eager to repeat that. Well, this time, don't go staying off by yourself. You can just stand behind me. Going to do something awful to you one day. Okay, harness that rage. Harness that rage and aim it at Floxton. It's, it, it will be soon. <laughs> do you want to take a short rest, which is an hour? No, we don't have uh, that kind of time. Okay. Let's, um, let's take a look through, see if we can find Erstal. All right. If he's still there and he hasn't, I don't know, exited through tunnels or which way, then, well, he'll be at a disadvantage. We can have him cornered. Looking down at the wound that has now been healed from basically uh, knocking back-to-back healing potions, mm-hmm. his sword is poisoned. Keep that in mind. That's very true. Hmm. I can help with that, provided, of course, provided, of course, that we make it. I do have... This necklace of fireballs as well. Well, one fireball. It's a big one, though. You could just, you know, bomb the house. I'm not against that. I really want to use this fireball. It would be fun. It would be a fun time. Listen, I'm just being honest here. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. I'm expressing my needs. 
Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I, I know 100% this is what you want to do. I could <sighs> flush him out too, if he doesn't bomb the whole house. I don't want the city watch to come back any more sooner than they're likely to be. Let's let's take a look first. He's such a buzzkill. Yeah. All right, let's do. All right then. So you make your way back to the manor. You can see that there are the remnants of the city watch, and the and the Griffin cavalry have now made their exit. You can t- you can see that the bodies have been taken away. The growl hunts have been taken away, maybe just temporarily for questioning, or maybe something else was found in there that warranted their immediate arrest. Who knows? As you go back to the location, though, you can see that it is now watched over by a couple of city watch. So there's just a couple of them posted at the front gates, and they are just sitting there like they're on duty, keeping a lookout. You can mm-hmm. probably get by them pretty pretty damn easily, actually, if you, particularly if you were to scale the back fence. Or the, okay. Sorry, the wall at the back of the house where they're not watching. Mm-hmm. We will say perhaps that just you you do that, assuming you're happy to scramble in. Yeah, definitely Fan- approach. Fantastic. So you soon find yourself near the rose bushes where Lyle was recovered, and you can see that the the door that leads to the the rear entrance, essentially back towards the kitchen and sort of servants' quarters, is there. So you make your way there. It's actually, because of the fact that he was bleeding, it's actually relatively easy to see Erstal's footprints. First of all, his boots are quite large, and secondly, they're covered in mud from outside and blood. Following this, you go to, you just fall into the house itself. You see that he's gone to a side room that appears to have a hidden trapdoor. Oh. A, a rug has been pulled aside, the trapdoor has been opened, and there are some stone stairs that are very well carved that lead down. When you get down to the base of these stairs, you can see that it opens up into what looks to be a hidden shrine to Asmodeus. Mm. Oh, God. There is a small stone chapel built to worship devils. There is a large pentagram on the ground, and they have a, a statue of the Prince of Devils himself, Asmodeus, mm-hmm. up on the altar. And you can see that the bloody footprints, however, lead to a side room in this dark place. And first of all, you're, you are keeping an eye out, by the way. You are being very, very careful about what you what you do. You're looking out for any other worshippers or devils or whatnot. But no, it seems that the Grahlhuns were most certainly uh, worshippers of the Infernal. Another family. I suppose. Part of the uh, larger conspiracy. We had suspicions. You did indeed. Then why were the imps watching? I don't know. Were they watching just to keep an eye out or something? Somehow, Erstal was working for the Growlins and then felt the need to betray them. I don't know. I feel like we've got all of these different pieces of information and no little red strings between them. Hmm. All right, is there any other means of um, egg, uh, entry or exit to this yes. place? Yes, sorry. Just to, so just to finish, the, the bloody footprints lead through the temple. Oh, but I, I imagine you just want to sit there and sort of take this in for a second before yeah. proceeding. But then well, yes. there, there is a side door, which you assume would lead to maybe some sort of priest's quarters or something. But Ooh. when you open it, it leads to a portal room. There is a teleportation circle on the ground, mm. which is glowing with blue arcane runes. Many, many different ones. And you can see from the remnants here that it was clearly recently used. So Erstal has come in here Mm -hmm. and has used the coordinates on here to essentially perform a a circle of teleportation. God damn it, he's Mm. gone! No, not necessarily. Because it would be... He's there in the corner. (laughs) Because it would be possible to study these runes Mm. to find out exactly where he has teleported to. So anybody that has any... Wouldn't it be nice if there was a small... (laughs) Wizard. Wizard here. 
They are probably making out hardcore with that lumbering oaf. Uh, so that's a... Well, maybe. We'll, we'll find out next week, I guess. So anybody that has yep. any kind of arcane or intelligence skill, any academic uh, ability mm. whatsoever... No, I feel like this might be you, Jez, given your recent forays into that field. That is a sexy eight. It's a circle. It's a circle. It's a capacious eight. It's a circle of teleportation. I think this is uh, magic, right? This mm. looks like no, magic. No, some me. kind of trap door. Don't, don't, don't knock on the magic circle. Have <laughs> <laughs> somebody answers, hello? <laughs> so, Who summons me? <laughs> so you can do this as an extended study test to decipher the runes here. Uh, so anybody else that wants to help? Can do so. All right. D- um, is, it, is anybody trained in Arcana at all? No, I've no. got two in Arcana. Okay. Well, that's that's intelligence. That's straight up, <laughs> straight up. You know, smarts. Smarts. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. You start to make some sense of this. By the way, this has taken a good half hour at this point. Mm. So one more of these, and you'd be able to at least be able to take a short rest. Anybody else that wants to help Jez mm. and explain how they do so? It, with you know intelligence or just sitting there and emotional helping. support. I will use persuasion no. to basically badger her with feelings of inadequacy <laughs> until she succeeds no. out of pure spite, just to show me that I'm wrong. How are you going? Uh, uh, how am I going to do that? No, allow me to role play. Oh Jesus, no! All right, I can help. Maybe we can appeal to Timora, but. I am not conveying any type of guidance, blessing, or asking for any favor of one who denigrated her so. Oh my. Okay. So... It's getting real now. I can call upon the blessings of the goddess to try and assist us in this time of need, but I will not convey, no, not convey it upon someone who so blatantly disregarded her. I don't disregard her. She's clearly just got a lot of things to do, and maybe when she's not paying attention... See? Right there. Well, you know, I I, I can't be everywhere at, at once. And um, well, you know, you're not a goddess. Well, I would maybe well, disagree you. with that, but um, I've been called a goddess before. Who called you that? Often in bed. Yeah. Not your business, brother. <laughs> goddess of ooze, maybe. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I mean, you know, do me a solid. And then maybe if she shows me that uh, she's, she's you know, got some got some stuff, then maybe I'll be a little bit more Time ready Laura, to believe in her, you know. Time Laura has been in your shadowed, stel- uh, shadowed footsteps from the moment that we were first introduced to each other. I have called upon her blessings and her favour for you so many times. Are you saying your goddess has been in her shadow this entire time? This is why you keep getting spotted even when you're invisible. Bloody hell! Oh, sure. Yeah, this is making things so much better. I would just like to say that I'm naturally good at stuff, you know? Strong disagree. I make my own luck. Strong agree. please give me some luck. Yeah, yeah. Please. I said please! (laughs) That is a pretty big deal. Listen, next time I go running off after a villain, I'll pick you up and take you with me. How does that sound, buddy? We have a papoose system. (laughs) One of us straps you on. I feel like this is <laughs> not even, not remotely. It's helping my morale. I feel much better. All right, all Adam, right. Adam game. I'm trying to. Adam game. I'm trying to get you guys to slide. But all right, fine. Listen, I do believe in Timora. She is clearly one of the better goddesses out there. It's just that you know, you know me. I like to banter. Yeah, yeah, you do. All right. I suppose I'm trusting to my good fortune that this won't happen again. And so, yes, I'll convey, in this case, mm-hmm. we're going to give you the juice, as it were. 
Give me that goddess juice. <laughs> All right. So I am first casting Fox's Cunning, which is an enhanced ability. That's oh. going to give you advantage on intelligence checks. Cool. And then I'm giving you guidance on top of that. Oh, nice. So that'll be a d4 either before or after or during the roll. Cool. All right. Let's roll with advantage. I am burning through spell slots. I rolled two twelves. What's happening with my rolls today? God damn it. <laughs> you, still got d- you still have D4s that you can add to those, so... Yeah, 15. 15, 17. My 17? Apologies. 16 was the previous roll. Okay. It takes a good hour or so, but you do manage to find the coordinates of exactly where this teleportation circle took him. And more importantly, you would be able to use the teleportation circle to perform that teleportation itself, as long as you spent the components, which is 10 gold, as a ritual, or you can actually simply go to there. Overland. Overland. Either Where way, is it? It's clearly quicker to... Either way, it's or completely up to yourself. It might just be trying to avoid um, a quick exit. Mm-hmm. Where is it? So it is actually down by the docks. It is a location that you recall... So judging by the geography, going by the you know the map and where you think the trajectory of it is, you actually think that it is exceedingly close to where one... The <laughs> the, the, the residence of one Grinda Garloff. Yes. Our, who, um, if you recall, is the... Wizard scavenger. Uh, wizard treasure hunter wizard treasure hunter who's played by Betty White and who has the apparatus of Qualish the mm-hmm. strange lobster like submersible yes well personally I think we should just go for a quick ride in the teleportation thing you sure you know where you, you sure you know where we're going and what we're doing nope but I haven't done this before and it seems fun I know that might not be a good reason for doing things, but it's worked out for me so far, as I am still alive. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's do it. Very well. So, you perform the ritual, Mm -hmm. the teleportation circle, okay? So, you you don't need to be a spellcaster to use this particular teleportation circle, as long as you spend the material component, which is the ten gold. You put that in the put that in the, in the middle as, as the offering. You speak the arcane words as they are presented on the teleportation. What are they? Abracadabra. Je- Jez, Jez does all of this with like, fl- like over the Flair. top flourish. Yeah. Like a... Uh, like I don't a... say this slightly. But you look like an idiot. Oh, who are the... Na- you're, the you're the Siegfried and Roy. I was about to say Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Where's my tiger? Oh, magic casting. I want a griffin. Oh, you almost had a griffin. I know. <laughs> Still mine in spirit. Oh, yeah. Ravenclaw, I love you. So, so you sit there in the middle of the circle. All of a sudden, there is a flash of blue arcane light. And the next thing you know, you are standing in what appears to be a small, effectively wooden room, which also has a teleportation circle on it, although this one is almost invisible. There is the smell of fish. Okay, yeah, you can... Dogs. Yes, of course. The, it, it is the docks. You think you actually are in just a small warehouse. And once again, you can see just the, the last remnants of some bloodied and muddy footprints leading out through the main door of this small warehouse. While it's a pity we're so far behind him, it might actually work to our benefit because he might think that no one's following him now. It's true, but we gotta, we're going to have to follow him fast. This trail will go cold. What's the plan, Lyle? He travelled here for a reason, and he's taken no small amount of wounds himself. I imagine he's looking for some place to hole up and probably recover and then find out what he's going to do with that locket mm. and what he's going to do about the fact that he didn't get the arboleth. Right. We don't know what we're walking into, but at least we've got something to follow, gesturing to the bloody footprints on the ground. Whatever it is that he's doing, he's, I don't think he's doing it alone. 
he's bringing the Zentara in on it. Given the given what's just happened, with the City Watch's attention being called, with a lot of attention that's being thrown the Zentara's way, I don't think he's in a particular hurry to report that he only got 50% of the job done. No, possibly not. No, I think he's holed up and I think he's thinking about who it was that took that took the uh, the Nim and the Arbolith from him. He knows where we live. Right. My right. bet is, let's follow the footprints, but I've got a sneaky suspicion that he's, they're probably going to be heading towards Trollskull Alley. Oh dear. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. All right. All right. And there's still a lot of street orphans hiding out there. All right. Let's, then let's On the play. other hand, Grandmama will probably just bury a cleaver in his head and be done with it. He doesn't know what he's walking into. He's got no chance. No chance. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yes. Right. Oh, have you not met our no. Gran? She's staying I, with us. You keep, you keep talking about her. <laughs> and the thing that keeps coming up into my attention is that we have someone who's specifically called Grandmother Death, who's taking an active interest in us. That's actually an interesting coincidence, but no relation. It was just a very grandma-heavy week. <laughs> Maybe we need to... I'm already very angry at you, Nick Locke. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Back me up, Jez. So our mum and dad came to us and told us that Granny was visiting. As we now have a large tavern establishment, and they get sick of her pretty quickly, we became solely responsible for her stay. The expert- now, don't get me wrong... She is a lovely lady, and she has lots of skills, but she is also very involved. Very full on. They expertly, expertly foisted her onto us. I don't suppose she's paying for the privilege? Oh, no. And she I think she a... might be drinking us dry as we speak. She does make a lot of things, and I think the other day she needed a scarf into a pie for us. A two for one. Yeah. A freshly baked apple pie that was full of scarves. Have you not seen our new apparel? By the way, because we are both wearing new scarves. Are you? Okay, yes. fair enough. One of which <laughs> smells faintly of apple crumble. I can't believe I haven't noticed it until now. It's tucked into my high collar. Well... Where's yours? Is it like a sash around your waist or something? Mine's or? too itchy. You can't not wear grandma's scarf. Yeah, just rush her. I put in a bag, and then when we get home, I just put it on and I. Like, you know she, you know she knows you're doing that. She is so onto you. Has you been? She, she's even give you like sad little remorseful glances. You know what she's like. Oh. It's, well, it's a, <laughs> well, now it sounds like it's even worse. All right, let's but she is different from Grandma Death. Okay. She's an entirely haughty, different character. She's more like Grandma Drunk, to be honest with you. Yes, Grandma Cirrhosis of the Liver. Okay, so you follow the bloody footprints outside, and mm-hmm. you can see that they actually go directly in the direction of Grinda's home, okay. which, as you recall, is in this location called Mistshore. So it's surrounded by docks and warehouses and so forth. There's lots of tall, tightly packed tenement buildings and a few docked ships which are long since unable to be seaworthy, which are now serving as effect- effectively as apartment buildings. You can see that it goes down towards where her residence is. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, even from a distance, you can see that her residence has been broken into. The door is smashed open. And you can see, as, as you are approaching across the street, you can see that her little lair. So there is a dock with a very, very small, but still quite well, quite well constructed wooden house, which is essentially just right on the edge of the water. You know, of course, that in that house, there's it's her magic laboratory of all kinds of uh, trinkets and experiments and crafts that she makes mm-hmm. and there's also a you know a, a watery entrance as well uh, the door is smashed open and you can see that there are blood splatters and two corpses that are outside the uh. door itself two corpses that you can see both look like hobgoblins hobgoblins mm. Mm. dressed in purple 
the, the, the purple leather armor of the Xanathar guild. The, like the two, mm. like the one that we encountered in the alley. Exactly so. And even from this distance, uh, particularly uh, of note to you, Lyle, that you can see that one of them has got the bloated countenance of one who has died of poison. A poison that I think you might be all too familiar with. Um, yeah, intimately. Yes, indeed. It looks like this uh, scuffle occurred not a very long time ago, maybe about half an hour or so. So not the entire time, but okay. this is this is this is where we are. All right. Do you proceed in? You can't yes. hear anything. There's no. no sound of battle or anything else like that. You you hear nothing, but you uh, move on in, I guess, to the residence itself. Okay. Yeah. yeah move forward. So you can see that the that the residence has been utterly trashed and looted. The first thing you notice is that there is a bugbear who is also dead oh. down on the ground. Its head decapitated, and unfortunately, you can also see the blood soaked. Motionless body of Grinda herself. She lies on the ground. She is covered in blood. And you can see that her apparatus is not there. Her submersible. And you can also notice that, I mean, her laboratory has been largely destroyed and all that sort of thing. Anyone that wants you can give me a perception check. Could I... No, perception is actually much better. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're going to go for investigation? I was thinking about it, but yeah. my perception is better. So. I was thinking about it's much the same thing, but yeah. Uh, 20. 20. She's alive. Oh my god. <laughs> she has been run through and poisoned, similar to Lyle, but effectively, I guess in game terms, she's stabilized, but it's not yet for game <laughs> consciousness. She is. She has, however, I mean, I'm not kidding, She's she's been uh, almost run through. Mm. But it doesn't look like she's affected by the poison, which, which may be his mistake in leaving her for dead. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, I think we probably... Feed her a healing potion. Yeah, for sure. She, her breathing is incredibly shallow. You feel that she will die before regaining consciousness without any help. Without intervention. So 12, is it plus anything with these ones? Plus 5, yes. Yeah, and because okay. she's not affected by the poison, it doesn't matter, this is just a healing potion yes. either. Right. Cool, so, so 17. 17, well, so she, all of a sudden, her, and as you recall, of course, for her for her description, actually for the description for Nick, who wasn't there last oh, yes. time, she looks like, what if Mother Goose was dressed as a wizard? God, a third grandma. This is getting out of control. <laughs> she has her white hair. Grandma heist. Yeah, basically she, she looks exactly like Mother Goose, uh, uh. who went to wizard school. So she has her, her purple and blue uh, dress on really nice actually despite the fact she lives down by the smelly dock she dresses very very well and her white hair is done up in a bun in my head she's played by Betty White she sits up and says oh goodness I hate that man so much was it the skunk fellow it's you two again oh you're nothing but trouble like I need more trouble <coughs> we just used one of our last healing potions and bring you back from the brink of, brink of death so a little politeness might be in order we should introduce him he's trouble as well <laughs> <laughs> she, she frowns and looks at all three of you. Well, I hope you've been well. Uh, weller than you, it sounds like. Um, Where's our friend? Not white. <laughs> she ignores you for a moment and stands up and starts to look around at all her ruined gear. She looks, she walks over to the, there's a small indentation in the floor. Yep. where there's water yep. you know, which leads out so yeah. clearly if you yeah. had uh, uh, as you were told submersible uh, that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where it'd be kept so the door <laughs> the underground gate looks open yep. and then the apparatus is gone yeah. she says oh no those are not easy to come by Oh no! And she walks around and starts to fuss through all her ruined laboratory equipment and books and things. He's stolen my books. Why did he take my diary? That pervert. You know him? Aristel? Yes. Yes, I know of him. I give information of an arcane nature to a lot of factions in this city. I'm neutral. 
But I've helped out the Xanathar Guild and the Zentarum and even the Devil Cult and the Harpers too. Fairly balanced towards the evil side of things there. Well, that's because they're the ones that want to talk to a crazy old woman down by the docks. What about the two hobgoblins from the Xanathar Guild? Do they just want to talk as well? Oh, that's... She, she looks up and says, Listen, when that man came in and started demanding that I tell him everything I knew about the Stone of Galore... They heard. They heard and came in. There was a quick fight. He was wounded, but uh, I think he heard them coming, which didn't suit them very well at all. Stone of Galore, by the way, is the final part of Jess's note-taking puzzle dilemma. What was that? It's the Stone of Galore, hence why cucumbers galore. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, there oh. we go. Damn name. So I said that, listen, I'd do what I could to find out how one can use one of the eyes of the stone to find the stone itself. I said I wasn't sure that such a thing could be possible, but I would do all the research I could to help him. Are the eyes in the lockets? Well, the eyes can be in anything. They're very small. But you would need one of the eyes in order to find the stone. Do well, you no. one of them? <sighs> As it, as it turned out, I hadn't finished doing my research, but I think it's the other way around. Stone can be used to find the eyes. Yes, but you need to have at least one eye for it to be awake at all. Do you know what the Stone of Galore is? It's an arboleth thing. Probably some kind of sex toy. Are we at a game? Do you want to produce it? Because we have it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it does this. So she says, you have it? Yes. Oh my. And we almost had two of the stones as well, but for a little bit of bad luck. Well, there's a lot of people that would be very interested in getting their hands on that, let me tell you. And our skunk-faced friend is one of them. He does look like a skunk, yes. Yeah, right? Right? Why did you take your uh, vehicle, your uh, underwater cart? I don't know. Maybe he was worried about being pursued. Uh, he was I right don't... to be worried. Hmm. Listen, I said that I didn't think that I would be able to help him any further. I, When I told him the bad news that the... the Results of all of my notes say that you can't just use one of the eyes to find the stone or the other eyes. Uh, he got really mad. And then they broke in and once we started shouting at each other, the goblins and the bugbears came and he killed them and then he said that I'm useless and ran me through. What a cad. What does the stone do, aside from find the eyes? You put it all together, what happens? You turn to a genie? She says, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, listen, have a have a seat, young man. Have a seat. So she, she pulls up a stool I'll and says, listen, it's as simple as this. The Stone of Galore is an ancient abolethic artifact back from the abolethic sovereignty. It actually originally was a criminal, an aboleth. It's not just a magical item. It's an aboleth that's been transformed into a magical item. It has a very, very unique power. It has a power to do an alteration on the legend lore spell, but in reverse. Essentially, it can change memory of masses. It can remove things from the collective consciousness of everybody on a world. For example, do you know what the most common elven male name is? Uh, no. Neither does anybody. You know why? Because the stone was used as a test to remove that name from the memory of everyone. Now, of course, they found it out later because it had been written down, but you get the point. That's a rather powerful weapon. Yes, so if you want to essentially have everybody in the world forget something, this artifact can do it. So listen, 
I deal with a lot of the factions, and at one time I was quite friendly with the Harpers, and well, we shared a lot of information as far as what they knew, which frankly, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, not everybody by themselves knows very much at all. I do my job as an information broker because I've put a few things together. My research into lots of things, including that stone, has basically given me a pretty good clear of the picture. So here's the picture as I see it. This stone originally belonged to Lord Dagolt Neverember. Mm. Now he was quite a naughty young man and he embezzled a large amount of money when he knew that he would probably have to cut loose from Waterdeep and move to Neverwinter. That was his plan. I think he wanted to stay as a mass lord as well, but he knew that might not be a tenable arrangement. So, with that, uh, he slowly and surely, over the period of many months, or I don't even know, maybe a year or so, embezzled lots and lots of money from the city. Couldn't have come at a worse time. It was just during the time when the city was recovering from the war. But the point is, it's all well and good to have all this money, but you need help to do it, and then you need people to construct or to at least uh, hold it all in a vault. So when that happened, he used the stone to remove the memory of where the vault was mm -hmm. from everybody, including himself. Mm. Now, so sort of memoria donatio. Indeed. Couldn't be interrogated. Nobody could find out where the money was until he was ready to claim it, until he'd managed to set up enough so that he might be able to do so. Why not remove all memory of the vault itself? That wouldn't do any good. Then he wouldn't be able to ever find it again. He forgot it existed. Everyone, why not write a piece of paper down in front of him explaining it? Then no one would want to interrogate you for something they didn't know was there in the first place. Well, Lord you, Doggle... Yeah, we're not trying to improve upon the plan here. <laughs> I am. Why? Because we, we may get a chance to use this artifact. No, we're never using this artifact. It sounds down. That's what you evil. say now. That's not my recollection of it. <laughs> I remember you saying that he thought this was a great idea. So, as an extra level of security, he took the eyes out of the stone and separated them, putting them into different places. Different lockets? Maybe different lockets. I don't know. I know for a fact that one of them was in the tomb of his late, late wife. wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that was stolen by a devil cultist so quite some time ago, in fact. People didn't think that there was anything of value in the t at the tomb, so they were, wa they were wondering why things were stolen. But, you know, I have it on good authority that at least the devil worshippers have one of the eyes that they stolen from there. They Maybe. did. They don't anymore. Were they the Growlhuns? The Growlhuns? They're uh, devil worshippers. Uh, no, I believe that they pay, that they are in the cult, but uh, they're small players in the whole scheme. I don't know who is actually in charge of the cult. Probably Asmodeus. <laughs> so, so. Logically. Yeah, but we're looking for a branch manager, not necessarily the GM of Evil Incorporated. If you have possession of the Arboleth, can you recall the memory that you've uh, taken away? Absolutely, yes. You need to have all three eyes, of course, but once the Stone of Galore is fully active, you can undo anything that it has removed, including the location of the vault. That's why everybody wants it. Well, I do it just for one person or for everyone? I believe it's your choice. Well, that's encouraging. All right. So the point is, what I learned was, and what started this whole gang fight, was that Lord Neverwinter knew that the stone had. He, he knew the vault existed, and he knew that the stone could recall to himself uh, where it was. Uh, but he had it back in Never. He had it back in Waterdeep. securely. No, no, in Waterdeep while he was in Neverwinter. After he was deposed, he sent his agents to go and retrieve it, but then they were ambushed by the Xanathar guild. Mm -hmm. And so the Xanathar managed to take it from his agents, and now the, and the stone for the longest time was held with the Xanathar. Then, the problem was, of course, that 
they didn't have the eyes. The Xanathar also didn't know this. Because frankly, the Xanathar didn't really want the vault. He just wanted to have the stone that would be able to lead him to the vault should he ever desire it. I mean, who needs to have the half a million gold if you simply know where it is? If nothing else, it's uh, still very, very safe. But the problem was, of course, is that somehow the Xantara managed to get hold of one of the eyes and worked out what it was and the fact that the Xanathar likely still had the Stone of Galore. So they actually sent a peace envoy to the Xanathar to say, hey, listen, we have one of the eyes, you have the stone, let's work together to get the remaining ones. Well, the Xanathar was annoyed at their impudence and also probably a little embarrassed that it didn't realize about the eyes at all. And so it actually killed the Zent envoys that had come in peace to its lair. Mm -hmm. And that's what started this whole war. Yes. Mm. Then I understand that one of Lord Neverember's agents found out that the Xanathar had the stone itself and so sent one of his best men, a, a gnome, I think, to go and steal it from the Xanathar's lair. This happened just recently. Mm -hmm. That'd be the gnome that the Nimble Wright killed. Indeed. Last I heard, everyone was on the hunt for this gnome who had successfully stolen the stone from the Xanathar's lair. I know for a fact that the, Zentar, that the Xanathar has uh, at least one of the eyes, maybe two, and I thought the cult had one of them as well. Sounds like the Xanathar really just has the one then. The gnome with the stone was bound to roam and he ran to the nimble roll. And now Erston has at least one of them taken from possibly the devil worshippers. We know they were devil worshippers, whether they are the devil worshippers. We have never ember stone, we don't know where it is. Skunk face with at least one. If we can pursue him and catch him, we'll have one. We can use the stone and the rock to find the other stones. My earlier theory about uh, Erstal coming for us still holds. He may, but I'd rather catch him while he's still wounded and while he's still licking his wounds. As it were. Although it seems like he may have he may have recovered given what transpired here. Perhaps. I know for a fact where he would have gone, Erstal. Where? where? Well, before he lost his temper with me and ran me through, he, I, I simply mentioned that as far as I could conclude, there was nothing further here that I could do for him, but that I had another secret library of other arcane books and such that I keep in my family crypt. So I believe that he would have gone to the crypt himself, possibly, in order to uh, pursue that knowledge for himself. Whereabouts is this crypt? Oh, it's in the City of the Dead, of course. It's my family crypt. I'll happily tell you where it is. If he's gone there to defile it, at least I'll happily send someone after him to stop him. I think we have an agreement. Mm -hmm. Very well. She pulls out a map of the city and, mm -hmm. and then sort of particularly goes over to the city of the dead and starts to, you know, mark down the particular mm -hmm. mausoleum that her family, that is her family mausoleum, her family crypt. Right. Listen, if you do go in there, just be careful not to damage anything. Uh, the door is secret, and it's behind one of the angel statues on the rear wall. You'll see it when you go in. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, he's he's probably already there, but the fact is he wouldn't have had time to read through all the books, and there's too many for him to take away. I think he's going to be sitting there doing the research there, there and then. Fortunately, I know a shortcut. Listen, thank you for saving me. If you ever need a favor, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to help. We may hold to that, yes, but... I know a lot of things. I talk to a lot of people. I'm glad that we could help. Yes. Do me a favor and stab him. Stab him a lot. I'll, stab him good. I'll be assured. That's coming... That'll be coming right at him in his immediate future. Where's, uh... Where's your friend? The scaly one. I, I haven't seen him for a couple of days, but he comes and visits every once in a while. He's become very concerned. He believes that, uh... Uh, some drow that killed his mother and stole her hoard are currently secretly in Waterdeep. Really? Drow? Yeah, drow. Drow mercenaries, I believe. 
You don't say. Shocking. And, and she was a goodly dragon. She helped out during the war quite a bit. But uh, unfortunately, uh, she had, well, quite an impressive horde. And apparently some drow killed her and most importantly only took one artifact. Left most of the money behind. Took some of it. And that's now what this, this small dragon uses as, his, uh, as the beginnings of his new horde. Which is in an undersea cave nearby. Mm. But uh, you know, supposedly they killed her for something that she had in her treasure collection. Into more, more random magical items. Mm. Interesting. I don't know what it was, but, but, but our dragon friend said that it used to look like something like a big crystal. Hmm. Anyway, as strange as it may be, he, he swears that there are there are drow in Waterdeep, a, a faction of them. I see. Well, that is certainly a thing. Hmm. He was trying to convince me to investigate and find them. He can't go into the city, of course, and Agaron's ward. But listen, go and kill this skunk man. Yes. I think I think we're not going to delay any further on that. No. It's been ent- alive for entirely too long. All right, then. So, uh, you leave her personal residence for the time being? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> The rain has only intensified. The thunderstorm above you is in full swing. The rain is almost horizontal. The wind tears into your face, cutting through your clothing like knives. It is cold and it is exceptionally windy. No sooner have you stepped out of her residence than you are once again just soaking wet immediately. And it is in such delightful conditions that you make your way through to the City of the Dead. The City of the Dead is beautiful even in the evening. Nice. Quiet. Quiet. Very quiet. The residents don't cause much don't make much noise. You will have to sneak in, of course. It is illegal to be in there after sunset, but that's not a problem for you. They really don't have the, the city, security. The, the, yeah, exactly. The city guard power to watch every inch of a wall and fence that goes all the way around it. So I will just say that with the barest minimum of a stealth check, you can pick your way to a secluded area and make your way in. Should we make that roll? You know what? No roll required. Cool. That's it's not going to be an issue. The mere mention. The mere, the mere mention of it. So we'll, we'll say you take your time a, a little bit and you scramble over the walls and soon you find yourself surrounded by the beautiful little hills and crypts and mausoleums of the various former residents of the city. You make your way around the winding paved trails that lead in between. There is also large sort of parkland in here as well. Mm. This is rather near to where you went on your griffin ride, Jess. So it's an area that has, during the daytime, when it's not storming and with lightning crackling overhead, you think it'd be a very pleasant place to be indeed. You make your way further and further and further until eventually you get to the crypt itself. So this, so this crypt, you can see, is not terribly large, okay? It is a small squat stone building about, you know, 20 feet by 20 feet. Clearly it's more of an entrance that leads to a subterranean section, but the doors themselves look uh, very much open. And anybody that wants to can give me a perception check to observe this place. There is one lantern which glows with ever bright flame nearby, casting an eerie glow. 22. Excellent. In that case, you spot the hidden figures lurking in the bush. Cool figures, all right. There are figures. There are, in fact, four figures, all of which look to be dwarves. Three of them are Durgar. Oh. And they are Durgar bedecked in the purple leather armor of the Zenithal Guild. Yeah. You also note that there is another dwarf who is not a Durgar, who is a, a very, very grisly looking fellow. He is completely bald. Mm-hmm. He has a long, shaggy gray beard. He has an eye patch like a pirate. Yeah. His left arm, or sorry, his left hand and part of his wrist is missing. 
and he has rather than a pirate hook he mm -hmm. essentially has a long a long chain with a hook on the end of it uh -oh. to act as a weapon he is bare chested despite the freezing rain and looks to be not in the least bit bothered about it uh, he honestly looks like the most badass dwarf you've ever seen in your life he looks like a vicious fellow concerning yes so he is sitting there in the bushes and they are just observing they're not doing a bad job of hiding but you are you yeah. are sharp eyed and you are watching okay are they watching the same crypt they are watching the same crypt absolutely clearly watching the same crypt he has sort of tribal tattoos uh, all over his upper body and looks about as scary as a dwarf looks you can also see that strapped to his back he has what looked to be two other prosthetic weapon hands. oh my god <laughs> one of them Shit. one of them is what looks to be like a clockwork buzzsaw and the other is a crossbow you are screwed okay so that's what you see now the, the, the Jurigar by the way all look like warriors mm -hmm. okay so they've got really sort of you know thick sort of almost you know leather armor so they're mm -hmm built to be more sort of skirmishy, but they've all got big hammers and big battle axes. You know what this would be a perfect time for, Jez? What's that? Mass destruction. All right. I say pointing at the fireball necklace, which you may or may not be wearing. Oh, I thought you were just being dramatic. Yeah, 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 that's good idea. Also that. <laughs> Xanathar are watching the crypt. They're not watching outside. They're not guarding it. They're, they're waiting for him to come out so they can bushwhack him. That's exactly it. The problem is if we go in, they'll do the same to us. I'm not proposing that we go in though. Do we wait for him to come out so they can bushwhack him, then fireball a lot of them? Because that would be my first thing. It's cowardly, and we don't have to go near them. I don't know. I don't think waiting around has helped us much recently. I feel like we just need to march on in. There's the brains of the operation talking. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This has never backfired on us before. I just, I think we should just take, approach our problems head on in a more honest way. Honest. Honest. <laughs> well, I'm just swing voting between the two of you today. Let's gang up on the wild goddess. Let's gang up on Jess. I am honestly wanting to kill you now. <laughs> So, yeah, what do you do? They, they, they have, vote, they've my, not seen you. My vote would be wait for Erstal to come out, having retrieved the prize, and then firebomb a lot of them and kill the survivors. I mean, we know they're all evil, and Erstal has definitely killed enough people today. The only concern would be if whatever it is he finds goes up in smoke. Or if he disappears, somehow teleports out again or something. Well, he doesn't seem capable of doing that just on his own. He needed a circle to make He may have acquired a scroll. I don't know. I, the risk, I'm just, I'm just um, elucidating all the risks of my own plan. We I don't want to destroy the thing that he has, though. I think that's the biggest concern, as, as Lyle said. Mm. If it's an ancient arboleth artifact, I don't think a fireball would hurt it too badly. We know How much do you know about ancient arboleth artifacts? I know that this ancient arboleth already survived a blow from from one of these exact fireballs that we intend to use in the marketplace. But we're not talking but aside about from that, you know, no we're not talking about the artifact. We're talking about research. That's paper, and typically that goes up pretty easily. Mm, yeah, that's true. That would. I was thinking of the eye, of course. Mm. To be clear, though, just once again, just making sure you're aware of the full situation. She mentioned that to him that look, there might be more information that she can determine about the stone or using using one part of the eye to yeah. find the rest of the stone. Yeah. But uh, she's not actually aware of whether or not that is even the case. So he may, he may come out of this with nothing there. Her mm. research notes may not actually be of, of help. I suppose. The real thing you're looking to retrieve from him is the is the eye. That's, that's, that's my point. We know that it can survive blasts from this exact fireball. Well, the other parts of the artifact can. So in that regard, I think we're fairly safe. And I feel that if we kill him, we'll have to deal with the five dwarves, the four Duraga, 
Durgar. If we kill the Durgar, we'll have to deal with him. I feel on the balance of it, maybe wait and get all five of them. All right, well... That's my vote. There's three of us. Well, then, there's four of them, plus... Erstal. I was thinking more for voting purposes, in that if neither of you two like it, I'll go along with whatever foolhardy, honest, put your head through the door plan that Jez comes up with. <laughs> Although, Lyle, why? <sighs> then, if it's just a matter of bringing them together into um, a common location, that is relatively. that's easily achieved. And with that, I would like to cast uh, Thaumaturgy. Okay creating an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of choice within range. That's within 30 feet. A rumble of thunder, the cry of a raven or ominous whispers. If I can do it in such a way as to say... They all run. Erstal, you're surrounded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I reckon that might generate a response. It may force him deeper into the tomb. He, he tends to... From what we've observed, he tends to run headlong towards threats, doesn't he? Yes, exactly that. He's a very, he's a very scrappy... It may be alright, yes. Yes, a good idea. Jez, how's your throwing arm? Just need to do a few stretches and we should be right. This is the perfect plan. We okay. don't have to get into combat and can act like cowards, but we're also not waiting around. All so right. Jez won't get bored. Okay, so in that case then, you are going to use Thaumaturgy mm-hmm. in order to create the semblance of a gruff voice yelling out something to the effect of, Ursula, you're surrounded, at the entrance of the tomb. That's happening? Yes, all, that is we're all okay. I'm okay with that. Is it all good to go? Yeah. Okay, that happens. And we are obviously positioned in stealth oh. above on like... Well, yeah, so they haven't they haven't seen you. No, no. So you wait, so, that's a, so that happens. And then they all of a sudden, they, they also react. And, and but, but they've <laughs> said that. Yeah. <laughs> but they look at the... They look at the entrance to the tomb, so you can see a few of the Jurigar react really weirdly and look at each other, and then this dwarf, who's not a Jurigar by the way, he's got sort of, as, as mentioned, like a black beard. Mechanically. Tan, tan skin. Just, yeah, just essentially put, puts a hand up in that well, sort can, of wait for it. Do. Wait for it military military gesture. Yeah. And you do not actually have to wait very long at all. Uh, soon, Erstal flocks in, looking unfortunately very well rested. Yeah. And, uh, and rather and rather unwounded, although still carrying scraggly, you know, yeah, clothes clothes is still. clothing that is still torn. It's been a hell burnt. of a day for him. It's, it has been quite the day. <laughs> Just goes to burst out, and yep. uh, and I guess at, at that point, so he he rushes out. He actually can't see them immediately because they're hiding in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to just go for it. So shall we? Shall we let them fight one or two rounds before revealing it's, ourselves? It's up to you. Either way, let's let's roll initiative and yep. see what see what happens. Agreed. Can we can sort of see whether he's going to make a break for it. Uh, ooh, hey. nice. yeah. Okay. Uh, 21. Nick is 21. 10. Lyle, 10. Mm-hmm. Jez. 19. Well, uh, so Nick and Jez. Nick, Nick is first. What do you do? I will delay my action. And I, can I put one condition or two conditions on it? Uh, it depends what they are. Until either he runs, until Floxton tries to run, or Jez chucks the fireball. At which point I will shoot him. Either way, I'll shoot him. Okay. So if he tries I'll... to make a break for it, I'll yeah. shoot him. If, okay. she, if when Jez throws the fireball, I'll shoot him. All right, that makes sense. I, I, I will. I will allow those two conditions. Jed. So we're not we're not waiting to let them fight it out. Am I throwing the fireball? That's now? up to you. Is that the plan? I I would ideally like to see if they fight, but there's always the risk that he'll try and run. So I put I've delayed my action till either you throw the fireball or he tries to run. You could delay your action to if he tries to run, I throw the fireball. Or up to you, you can just chuck it in. Whatever Jez would do. I feel that she is very impatient okay. to see a big boom. Yep. So, uh, so she throws it. Try and get all five. She she throws it up in the air. Okay. And then, uh, like with a like a soccer move, kind of does like a like a, 
<laughs> oh, absolutely, we would. Kicks it into the into the uh, um, the midst. Uh, I don't know the kerfuffle. Yeah. Into the middle of it. Let's Let's so trick you shot the hand grenade. So you trick shot the hand. Give me, give me she a. She kind of no! no! like you know, do, 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 <laughs> dancing, and then she throws it up, <laughs> and then she kicks it. And then the she air kicks it. Tries the... to kick it. So everyone make a dexterity. It make it. Give me a perfectly. G- give me a dexterity saving throw. Saving throw. When it explodes from you kicking it. No, I'm kidding. From from whether or not you can you yeah. can actually successfully kick it. Turtle as an egg, I believe, was the description. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. All right. Beyond all sense and reason. This, I, this I wear soft. So so Jez wears soft like lambskin <laughs> shoes because she sneaks. Okay. So it, it's and she's very good at what she does, and um, it's all dramatic like. Beckham. That's great. So you bend it like Beckham. It flies across, and you just watch with this poise and this tension in the air as you see this small red crystalline thing plummet in the middle and then explode engulfing all of them including by the way the two others in Tarim thugs that had followed out with Erstal yeah. clearly he'd picked up a couple of yeah. extra people on the way yeah. <laughs> thugs that they have left they're going to be running low and so Nadia would you please Jez do me the honour of rolling 10d6 oh it's a 10 shit because yeah. it's an enhanced uh-huh. I've got some here if you'd like. Yes, please. Come on. I think I'm actually just going to dice roll this. There's so eight. everything yeah. up for me. Oh, it'd be so satisfying to roll 10d6 though. Oh, that's fine. Do it. Dramatic. Oi. And we're going 27. To... That's very bad. Use Ooh. your inspiration to re-roll there. No. No. Literally, it's all ones and twos and threes. Oh, well, they wouldn't have seen where that came from either. They'd just sort of see the blast of it, no doubt. Oh, no, you, you reveal yourself when you get yeah. an attack from, from oh, range. Right. On the other hand, your reaction now triggers. Yes, I know. He's going to, like, brush himself off and get out. Right. So, this is... Okay, so this it works out like this. It engulfs all of them. All of the Duragar except for... The, so, all, all three of the Duragar are incinerated. Yeah. Oh, cool. This dwarf this that's leading them with the strange... The badass one. ...hook chain arm... Mm-hmm. Clearly looks pretty badly wounded, but is not dead. Erstal, of course, manages to mostly dodge out of the way with evasion and so forth. So so still takes uh, some damage, though. Does he have evasion? I mean, he makes his deck save, is what I mean. My question is, if he has a missile, miss half... He takes no damage from it because he makes his dexterity saving throw. Yep. I do apologize. So, he flips so out of the way. However, the dwarves are mostly, mostly dead. And His two mooks. So... Uh, the two Zent mooks. The, oh, they are. They yeah. are likewise. Named charred, characters only. Charred skeletons. So it is then their turn. So, no. Oh, oh yes. You you ready? Your you As he acrobatically out of the way. I will do a sneak attack on him, which I believe I have advantage on because I'm hidden. You you are hidden. Yes. Uh, nineteen. That definitely hits. Yes. Oh, I pray to God that hits. Yes. Uh, so just roll the nineteen. Which one? Erstal. Mm. No sooner has he done his military. No, which God. Oh yeah, Bane. No mm. sooner has he done his military roll out of the way to avoid the fireball than an incoming crossbow bolt strikes him for... 19 damage. Excellent. It thuds solidly into his thigh. And, and he looks up at you with eyes of undisguised rage. Bonus action. I'm going to jump down, run behind a tomb. You can't. When you're ready. Reaction. That's your oh, reaction. That's right. I remember. Never mind. Bonus action. Bonus action has to be on your I've turn. I've forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten this was a ready action. That's okay. So that is then going to be their turn. So thankfully, Erstal is not going to be going for yourself yet because no. the dwarf is closer. Yeah. So he shoots forward and he lashes out with his sword. Yep. He slices the 
other arm off the dwarf, just out, just out of contempt as his backswing k- takes the dwarf's head off. You look like an interesting fellow with an interesting backstory. What <laughs> <laughs> like your mage character, your Cillian Murphy mage character, this menacing fellow who we one-shot yeah, and never found out the history of like and he's a got, fascinating character. And he has other interchangeable yeah, weapon arms. I can't wait to see what other attachments go in place for his head. <laughs> so he, so the dwarf falls to the ground dead and he, he's going to sort of start in your yeah. direction but really only has enough movement to go like maybe t- 10 feet closer towards you. How far away is he at the moment? About 35 feet. Sounds about right. Still, so a few rounds to pump him full still, of arrows. I reckon about 30. We'll say 30 feet. So if you know, 30 feet sounds likely. If you want to if you want to get to him you can. That is then going to be <laughs> that's the only the only NPC left alive is he. Yeah. Uh, last turn. Hello. Alright. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> yes, good evening. All right, I am going to do two spells. Um, I don't think you can. Actually, I can. Can you? Yes. As long as one of them is a cantrip, yes. One of them is a bonus. No, this is what you can't cast a bonus and a regular spell. This is the thing Tom was hammering us about no, we've on Wednesday. Done... Hold on, we've gone through this thing before. Yeah, yeah. So if you cast a spell as a bonus action, you cannot cast another spell that same turn unless it is a cantrip with the casting time of one action. Yes. It's one of these things that's always popped up. It stops, stops sorcerers from doing like two fireballs around or whatever I get that but usually you there's no circumstance in which you can cast two spells in a turn you can cast a spell in a cantrip if, that's, right. if that spell is a bonus action um, you th- but, but you can cast two spells around if you have the option of doing a spell as a reaction like shit yeah. yeah yeah obviously alright first action is going to be invoke duplicity which is to say an identical uh, illusory Lyle uh-huh. appears great also within about 30 feet Good. It's rare that I get this to go off. That's awesome. And then for my bonus action, I am going to be casting Spiritual Weapon, which has a range of 30 feet. Mm-hmm. It's going to take the shape of... Uh, what's a particularly halfling-based weapon? Off the top of my head. I'm going to say it's like a shillelagh, like a club. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that entirely. That's awesome. All right. So, like a spiritual form of light. And it is going to be a melee spell attack. Six and five and 11 is 11, which isn't going to get that job done. Are we inspired at the process? You are inspired, in fact. All right. I am going to... Grindagwellish inspired you. That's very kind. Uh, still probably not enough, though. Uh, nine and five is 14. So 14 to hit? Yeah. No. Didn't think so. One off. But... That spell stays in effect for one minute, and I can use it as a bonus action each round. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one, that's for sure. I am then going to, not eager to get up close with this guy again, I'm going to uh, back up about, let's say, probably 20 feet. Great, that's fine. If I've still got that line of sight. Ab- absolutely, we'll definitely be going for either Nick or Jez. <laughs> good, in, that's fine. Instead of you, so top of the round, Nick. Okay, I am not stealth. He's no. not in combat with anyone. No. Might be worth my while to hide, run, you hide, can, pop out. You could. I mean, you know, he's pretty perceptive. It's, it's up to you, though. You could also ready to shoot when he gets in range of Jess. Yeah. I will, as we discussed, I will run, hide, ready the action. That doesn't so matter. If you, if you hide, you don't need to ready, though. True. No, because yeah, in case he can see me, oh, yeah. I'll then definitely get advantage when he ends up fighting someone. So gotcha. I'll do that. Okay. So I will, dodging and ducking 30 feet away, mm-hmm. I just sort of, I sort of loop round, although he can't see you it. You hide then, behind a gravestone. I'll then try and hide behind a gravestone. And if, mm-hmm. even if you can see me, yeah. I'll still ready my action for when, uh, when he moves. At the end of his movement, I will shoot him. Whether that ends with him engaging or running towards me, I'll shoot him. Let's keep it to when, not if, but when he engages with Jez. Okay, that yeah. then. Because it's 
To be fair, it looks okay. like that's going to happen. I had 13 on the stealth, but I'm ready. So what is it, a 13? 13 stealth. Okay, well he... But I'm 30 feet away. You, so. you, you think he keeps eyes tracked on you, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because, Jez, your turn. I believe you're going to engage with him. Uh, I believe so, sir, yes. Excellent. Uh, so I am going to lash out at him with my dagger. As you as he rushes your towards dagger. you and you run towards him, he just screams at you, That's my dagger! And cops a crossbow in the face because he runs towards her. It's Jez first. Ah. So. She says, uh, not anymore, mate. Oh, well, maybe. Do you want it back? <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, it's really bad. I'm rolling just trash. You do have inspiration. So, yeah, I suppose I better use it here. Especially on that line. Yeah, so 13. <laughs> I just throw it at him instead. <laughs> Uh, oh damn, I actually gave it back. 13 isn't going to hit him. Oh well, thanks. 13, kill you. 13 will not hit him, no. But don't forget, because you're using inspiration. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, one, that's one attack, so now you can uh, attack with your short sword. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It was a bang in the line. Surging forward, the rain beating down upon him, the wind throwing back his cloak dramatically, you lash out with both of your blades, and he very effectively bats them away. That is then uh, going to your reaction. Shoot him. Now that they're engaged. Mm. Now, do I have advantage because he's engaged with her? You don't have advantage. You just get sneak Sneak attack, right. I really have trouble keeping those two straight. Look, I I don't blame you. Since they evolve. Uh, 18 to hit, which I certainly hope hits. That will do. 15 is his armor class. Yeah, I rolled 18. Okay. got 23 to hit so I'll sneak attack him that's some good rolls that is 3 fives and a 6 which my mass tells me is 21 21 plus plus my 3 damage 24 damage amazing so your crossbow bolt once again suspiciously close suspiciously close to Jez this time just under her under her right armpit as it then thuds into his ribs so your crossbow bolt sticks into his ribs and he grunts in pain that one actually did almost as much as that chemically enhanced fireball and looks at you with (laughs) looks at you with a cold fury that is then his turn his turn he is then going to, unsurprisingly, attack Jez. So, that's balls. Good. He rolls two twos. So Jez very, very effectively parries both of his attacks as they come in. Jez, you easily block the first one. You easily block the second one. You can see that he's probably grimacing from having the crossbow bolt butted into his ribs. Thrown off his game. Indeed. I'm about to throw it off a little more. Oh, can yes. he make a charisma saving throw against 13, please? He's, he's not, he can't, though. But uh, he fails. Good, I'm glad. Right, he is under Bane. Or Bane. Ooh, my God of Murder. Yes. Or yeah. He is under Bane. <laughs> he is under Bane. Does he feel under Bane? <laughs> you really adopted the two of me. Alright, sorry. I forbid you to edit that out. <laughs> I'll leave it. Alright, so up to three creatures of your choice. Well, one. Yeah, you can see within range. So basically, I'm going to move first to get back into 30 feet. Great. Well, yes. probably don't need to move that far because he's moved forward. Yeah, that's okay. He makes a ranged saving throw. Whenever the target that fails the saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, which is a minute, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number roll from uh, the attack yes. roll or saving throw. Perfect. Okay, then. Well, that's keep uh, us alive. That's not good. Nick. Ah, uh, wait. And I've still got a bonus action of the spiritual, spiritual weapon. The spiritual weapon, Which yes. isn't a... Both of these things... Like, the spiritual weapon is not a concentration spell, which I love. Yes. Yeah. 17. Great. And... 
That is going to be an 11 points of force damage. Wow. Okay, so your spectral cudgel just kind of smacks him in the back of the head. He looks very disgruntled. He is getting crossbow bolts fired at him. He just avoided a gigantic fireball. He's got a spectral fireball of the day. Yeah, exactly. A a, a suspiciously similar fireball. (laughs) Really, things are not doing well at all. That is then going to be Jez's turn. Next turn. Next Next turn. turn. Now, twins, after all, I will try to hit him again. Please do. Uh, 11 plus 5 is 16. You yeah. said 15 was the cutoff? Mm-hmm. Good. I will snipe him good. Hopefully roll like last time and finish him off. That is a... Uh, uh, 10, 17. Exactly 20 damage. <laughs> wow. This thuds deep into his stomach. So he's got so a matching quarrel on each side. Exactly so. As he staggers back and winces in pain, you can see the barest amount of blood start to trickle from his lips. Jez. <laughs> That's the worst of... I've wounded him. I've clipped him, sister. See if you can finish him off this time. So Jez again attempts to lash out with her dagger uh, and misses and short sword uh, and misses. Oh, man. What what did you roll? Uh, like, the last one was 10, but before that it was like 2 or something. Oh, that's going to 15 will hit. Yeah. You've got plus 5. 15 doesn't help. 15 does help. 15 hits. His armor class is 15, man. The oh, nimble okay. right was 17. Okay. All right. Well, the last one hits. hits then. Uh, 7 damage. So he manages to block the dagger. He knows the poison on that dagger, so he keeps it away from his face. But then you slide upward and you cut him across the upper thigh with your short sword. That is then his turn. Negative d4 on all his rolls. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, still affected by the magical bane that has been placed upon him, he swings wildly with the first attack and misses utterly. The second one, likewise, comes within a hair's breadth yes. of Jez's face. However, purely because of the magical bane put upon him, mm-hmm. he once again misses. So there's a slight stumble. Whew. Jez, you take advantage and you avoid his blows entirely. Very well done. <laughs> Nice. That is then Lyle's turn again. All right. Ooh, do I dare get close to him for this? <laughs> Feel like I wanna. He's looking pretty wounded. Yep, that answers that question. I'm also out of spell slots as well. So, all right. So, gritting my teeth and um, with a dagger in hand. Yep. I search forward, search forward 25 feet. Okay, yes. And attempt to uh, plunge it into him. Oh, good. Excellent. Get your merry action on. Yeah. Gritting my teeth at the at what had happened. Yes. I rolled a one, but a halfling gets to re-roll that and he gets a natural 20. <laughs> Just couldn't be better. So you you run up, you roll a one, but because you're a halfling, you re-roll as a crit. Mm-hmm. I just I could not imagine this perfectly. So please please roll uh, twice. Yeah. It's actually quite likely you'll take him out, which could not be more poetically fitting. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll do. All right. So that is going to be uh, seven points of damage. Let's just hope. Is it? Yes, it is dagger. So it is d4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven points of damage. We'll finish him. Describe how describe how you kill this villain. Okay, so yes, running up uh, as he's uh, focused his attention upon um, Jez, mm-hmm. he does get the opportunity to look around and see me coming. As he is about to turn around to uh, try and deal with, with that parry, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's, he wears a hood and a cloak, right? Oh yeah, he's full rogue. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you know it's the style of the time. It is. Yes. As he uh, attempts to turn the hem of his cloak, he steps upon it. Ah yes. Which she causes his uh, head to pull back and open his guard as the uh, halfling runs underneath and then with both hands jabs it under the waist and under his armor. Nice. Great stuff. So, he falls down to the ground. Bad luck. 
Bad luck. I love it. That's the best line. You see that he has around his neck, still wearing the locket. Do you take said locket? Yes. Let's take everything that isn't nailed down, which is nothing. Absolutely. Which is everything, sorry. Yes. So he has 57 gold. Although he never used it, he also has a magical crossbow. It's very, very nice. You never even it even saw him wield it. No. He just has it in his in his back. Yeah, it's a, it's a really well, well-carved ebony and dark wood crossbow. It is just a plus one, but still, it's nice. I might take that if no one objects. No, no, no. You also take from him, of course, the map that he has, which mm. was a scrawled design from, you presume, from Grindr Gwalish. Uh, it's a, mm-hmm. It looks like it's a, a, a page torn out of a City of the Dead book to indicate where her family crypt is. Right. You take the locket, and I assume you open it. Yes. Within, unsurprisingly perhaps, is a small green stone eye. No Ooh. bigger than a grape. Ooh. And it would, of course, looks like it would perfectly fit into one of the eye sockets on the Stone of Galore. Mm. Do you dare to place it within the stone? Leave that for next week. I I think that's a great idea. Okay, so cliffhanger. With the lightning cracking above your head, surrounded once again by charred corpses and one that is bleeding out, you look down at this stone eye that you have retrieved and look at the stone of Galore. Million, I've spent away. As you perhaps share a glance between each other, contemplating what to do. And it is there that we will leave it for today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.